Welcome, world, to We Live on a Planet. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Patrick. This is episode 505 we're working on, titled Be Great Today. We're going to try to be great today, try to be great every day, especially on Mondays. Today is Monday, August 23rd, 2021, when I'm recording this episode. Currently, it is 75 degrees Fahrenheit in the fine city of Oswego, New York, right on the lake shores of Lake Ontario in beautiful central New York. Feels like temperatures of 75, highs are going to be about 79 degrees. Winds are currently out of the north, northwest, 5 miles per hour. We got that in for the archives, one for the weather record books. Keeping an archive for future generations, possible grandchildren in the years to come, they could listen and say, why is grandpa telling me what the temperature is? Why not? Gives you kind of an idea of what's going on. A pulse of the planet. Maybe in a hundred years when somebody hears this, it'll be like, oh, the temperature's a 75. How cool that was. I don't know. Hey, stick around when we come back. We'll be great today when we start off with our quote. We'll be right back. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate your time. All right, here's our quote from an unknown author. I like to start each show off with a quote if it's your first time stopping over. Hello and thank you. I'm glad you found We Live on a Planet. So this is not mine, but I liked it. Each day is a new chance to be a better version of yourself. Choose to be great today. Each day is a new chance to be a better version of yourself. Choose to be great today. While every day that I'm sober, I'm a better version of myself. I know that. And I'm trying to be a better version of myself than yesterday. I'm not even trying to think about yesterday. I'm only trying to think about the now, the right now, which is hard for me because I ruminate a lot and I'm up and I'm down uh, with my mental health, even though I'm medicated, it's just a roller coaster ride for me my whole life. But, uh, I'm dealing, you know, and it reminds me kind of, uh, something a friend of mine posted the other day and I saw and I stole it and I wanted to read it. And it, it said, uh, Yesterday, someone said to me, I would have never guessed you've been through what you have. You carry yourself so well. And that's when I realized it's not what happens to you. It's how you handle it. And I have a lot of people who say, you know, I never would have guessed that you had a problem with alcohol. Or I never would have guessed that you have a problem with your mental health. Or I never would have guessed that you struggle with self-esteem issues. You seem so confident. You seem so outgoing. It's years and years and years 
of training <laughs> is what it is. I'm 51. I've been dealing with bipolar for about 20, diagnosed for about 26 years. Before that, who knows what was going on too. But um, yeah, I don't even know where I was going with that. I've already lost my train of thought. That's how easy I can get confused. Um, but I guess what I, what I mean is you just never know what people are going through. So try not to judge them. That's why I say it at the end of each show, be curious, not judgmental. And that's Walt, Whit Walt Whitman quote. And I love that. And it's hard to do that. I mean, we want to judge. We want to judge others, especially in the climate we're living in today. We're so divided here in America. We're divided in the world, but here in America, like nothing I've ever seen in my 51 years on this planet, when I was aware of the news and society at that age, who knows what age that became. But uh, I feel bad for what kids are growing up in, in the climate. I think computers and social media and all that stuff are a good thing, but boy, they can be a bane too, and they can be destructive. And uh, yeah. All right, moving on, moving on. Let's just move on like the Muppets. Moving on. Dun, 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 dun. I'm old enough to remember the Muppets. Oh, remember I was talking about, uh, <laughs> this is a weird show. My show, We Live on a Planet's Weird, but I told you the last show, if you follow it, that I missed the drone show that was going to be at Brightback Park here in Oswego, the city of Oswego, New York. And it was an aerial night drone show. And I was going to go Saturday, walk and check it out. And I didn't. Good thing I didn't walk down there because it's this Saturday. <laughs> So I didn't miss it at all. No, yeah, hooray. No fake hoorays. Okay. Um, walking is nice in the city of Oswego, though. city of Oswego has maybe about 17,500 or 18,000 people. It's quiet. Uh, it's nice walking. There's the east side and west side. We live over on the east side. The drone show is over on the west side. I love walking around this city. The only problem is always coming back home because we live on top of a hill. We live in one of the highest points in the city. All right, stick around. When we come back. We'll ramble more, I promise. And we are back. I have a feeling this episode we may hear some stomach rumbling because, uh, I feel hungry. My belly's already been rumbling this morning. Um, like I was saying, how nice it is in the city of Oswego and uh, how quiet it is. This was this morning. I don't know if you're, if it's going to, I haven't even tested it out to try to see what it sounds like. So this will be an experiment for, for us both. So if you have earbuds on, be prepared. But I have been told that the sound of my show by not only Radio Myler, but my beautiful wife, is hard to hear in the car. Like, in the car, you have to have it cranked up. And on Apple, 
um, iTunes. You have to have it cranked up when you listen to my show. And I don't understand it because I'm using a Rodecaster Pro with a Class A servo bias preamps Aphex. I'm bored. It's all fancy schmancy. So the sound quality should be great. But um, this was early this morning. And uh, mind you, like I said, this is a city that I live in. Let's take a listen, see if we can hear it. Oh yeah, it came out okay. Just the crickets and the tree frogs. No traffic, no sirens. It's how quiet it is. Except for me right now, I'm talking. All right, that was that. So on Saturday, we have, there's the Oswego Speedway about maybe three miles from me. And like I said, I'm on top of the hill. And the Oswego Speedway, when they start rolling, it sounds like it's right in my backyard, because it is. And I don't know how this is going to come out, but this is what I heard the other day when I went outside. Uh, at 7.27 at night. You'll just maybe be able to hear it. Yeah, so that cacophony, you could hear all the insects and tree frogs. But if you could, could you make out the ending of the national anthem, the American national anthem? Yeah, that's what was playing. Uh, they they were singing, and you could hear the crowd cheer afterwards. I don't know if that came through on the podcast. If that's going to come through on your podcast, let me know. I would love to hear from you. What a great way for me to put it out there that you can contact me at the show at WLOAP.com. There's a little phone icon when you go to my website. Tap that phone icon. going to ring five times. It goes to my Google Voice. And then uh, I can just open up the app and play it right here on the podcast. Or if you're using the Anchor app, you know how to do it. It's pretty easy. So like I said, maybe I'll take a walk down. Saturday. I don't know. I'm not sure. It depends on my mood. My mood changes so quickly. I'm it's a roller coaster, red hot chili peppers style. Um, okay, moving on. I hoped or not hoped, I hope to dive scuba dive this Saturday. It all depends on if there's an opening on the boat, the arrow the boat that I dive off from. If you follow the show, you know I need to work on what is called my sack rate, surface air consumption rate, because I'm sucking too much air when I'm scuba diving and blasting through my tanks too quickly. I need to just calm down and enjoy the process and enjoy the dive. 
I know that Coach has got my back, Scott's got my back, and uh, I can learn a lot from them, and they can teach me a lot, and I'm, I want to learn more, just like a little shark in a feeding frenzy of knowledge, learn more about scuba. All right, stick around when we come back, we'll ramble a little bit more. And we are back. Thank you for coming back. All right. Um, this is just random. I don't know. The shows, I kind of have show notes where I write down little topics and then I talk about it. But uh, it's always unscripted, unedited, one and done. But uh, one of my hates or pet peeves is um, when my phone is full of memory. <laughs> How random, right? My phone is a 64 gig, but uh, the other day I got a little notification saying that I was my out of memory. So what to delete, what to delete is that game. Oh, there we go. There's the little belly talking. I knew it was going to come in. I could tell. I could just ignore it and act like we didn't hear it, but we can make it part of the show, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It's the co-host this morning. But uh, what I ended up doing was deleting some apps and some more things like that. I wouldn't mind a new phone, but there's nothing wrong with mine. Mine works really good, and it's in fantastic shape because of the case that I've had on it. And it's just, I've only dropped it maybe twice or three times the whole time I've owned it. Um, it's a Max. I don't even know what kind. But I think the 13 is going to be coming out soon iphone 13 so maybe i'll just wait a little bit longer and get that one all right moving on buffalo bills how about them buffalo bills they won this saturday beating chicago 41 to 15 it was a blowout and that's just preseason. so like uh the starting quarterback's not playing or anything next this saturday coming up is green bay this Saturday at 1 o'clock, they play Green Bay. I think Green Bay is pretty cool. Uh, Their fans, and if, if memory serves, you can buy a part of the team in Green Bay and become part owner. So a lot of times you'll hear people say, oh, my team won last night, or my team this, and it's like, it's not your team. You don't own them. You don't own the Yankees. You don't own the Bills. You don't... But if you're in Green Bay and you say, my team, and if you have got stock in it, then um, that's true. And they work really, like, they come together when the snow comes in and clear out the stadium. They do the same thing in Buffalo. Buffalo has some of the best fans, most loyal, but some of the drunkest fans in the NFL. That's for sure. I can remember, I've told this story more than once on the podcast, but I went to see a Buffalo Bills game back in the 70s. And uh, some guy just threw up all over me. It was terrible. It just, I still remember it. I was, remember the jacket I was wearing and everything, and it was freezing cold. Had to rip the jacket off. Just, uh retching. <laughs> Sorry. Not a nice story. Got the yard work all, moving on. We're just moving on. Got the yard work all done. Yay. Fake cheers. That's all looking nice and nice. And trimming is all done. 
it was warm and hot and then it rained and had to wait for the grass to dry next door to us where the house used to be is all being cleared out even more i've been mowing it and making it look nice but um there was a big root big tree root that was in front of the house that when the city tore down the house they didn't ever tear down that root they just cut it cut the tree down it was a bush that turned into a tree how overrun the place was so a little backhoe has been removing that and now it's just time to rake the rocks put some topsoil and seed it this week hopefully it looked nice I did the yard work with my shirt off, too. Woo, yeah. So any of my neighbors were like, that's a pasty, man, because I'm pasty. I've got the farmer's tan big time. But uh, I I feel funny when I take my shirt off. I don't want to walk around. Like if when me and my wife take a walk in the city, I would love to take my shirt off and get a tan. Or if we go to the park, take my shirt off and get a tan. But I, I don't know. It makes me look like a, <laughs> what's the word? Molly Whopper is how I feel. We've been having a lot of that in the city, Molly Whoppers. And I just, that's somebody that's on that drug Molly. And they just walking around aimlessly, half clothed. And uh, it's no joke. I'm not making a joke about it. Addiction is terrible. I struggle with addiction every day just molly's not one of them thank goodness all right we'll be right back shirt on i promise and just like that we're back speaking of shirts i have a grateful dead shirt from 1991 that i got in buffalo new york back in 1991 some some grateful dead fans say that 91 was one of their best years and uh, I'm lucky enough to get to see them quite a few times in 91 from what was my first 88 or 89. And then uh, throughout then, throughout the 90s, and just got to see Jerry Garcia, Brett Midland, just fantastic. Bobby Weir, Bill Lesh, Bill Kurtzman, Mickey Hart, and just awesome. Just really lucky 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 but i have a grateful dead shirt from 1991 that survived so many moves and so many places and i can fit into it right now because i've lost so much weight and it is worn looking and it's retro and it's original and i want to give it to my youngest daughter abby and i've been trying to get her over here and uh i told her i have something for her but I didn't tell her what it was. And the reason why I want to give it to her is because lately she's been wearing retro rock tees. The other day I saw her and she had a Pink Floyd t-shirt on. And Pink Floyd is probably one of my favorite bands. Even though I was just saying all high praise about Grateful Dead, Pink Floyd just at an early age struck me. And uh, they still are one of my go-to bands. But I've been trying to get her over here to get this grateful dead t-shirt into her hands and have her enjoy it and wear it while she's still into it because in a couple more years she'll be like I have no desire to wear that and I want it to be worn I want 
somebody to I want somebody to remark on her shirt and be like, whoa, look at that one. And her go, yeah, it was my dad's. He got it back when he was just a kid. Yeah. 91, I was just a kid. Just 21 years old. Was I 21? Yeah. Ouch. I just stubbed my toe. All right. What are we going to do? <laughs> Damn. I know this show sometimes is a train wreck. Sometimes we don't know what we're always doing. It's uh Fail, 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 fail. Um, what do you want to do? Want to head on over to the History Channel's website or the Facts site? The History? You do? Or the Fact? Well, I can't. When everybody's saying it all at once, it's hard to... How about we'll head on over to the Facts site first? We'll do that right when we come back. I'm having a conversation with myself. <laughs> uh, we'll be right back. And just like that, we're back. I can have conversations with myself. That's all right. I'm crazy. So, um, what is a... We are at the fact site. Thefactsite.com. What is a sturgeon moon? Sturgeon, like the fish. This is from Becca Marsh. And uh, I've never heard the first, or excuse me, the full moon of August is called the Sturgeon Moon, named after the primitive, primitive fish species. I can't say species very good. There we go. Ancient moon names come from cultural traditions and often reflect seasonal occurrences in nature. Traditionally, naming moons would be a way of keeping track of time, helping to plan the year. And I've talked about moons here and the names of moon and why they, ancient people, did that. But what is a sturgeon moon? The sturgeon moon is the first full moon of August. It's sometimes considered the last full moon of the summer. And the sturgeon moon is the best time to harvest certain foods. August is known as the most fruitful month and is often the last chance to harvest summer fruits. So why is it called the Sturgeon Moon? The moon's name originates from native Northern American tribes and it's named after the primitive fish. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Oh my God, as I was talking, I choked I'm, and I had to cough and I tried to pause and, uh, okay, where was I? Sturgeon are the only, of only, sturgeon are one of the only fish species still alive today that lived alongside the dinosaurs. It reminds me of the coelacanth, a type of fish that they saw, thought was extinct and they found in the Amazon. Sturgeon have making their way back into Lake Ontario strong, and they can get huge. Okay, August is the month when sturgeon fish are abundant in the rivers and Great Lakes of North America. It was the best time of year to fish for sturgeon, which was an essential part of the diet for many tribes. Around the first 
full moon was the best time to fish for sturgeon. Who first called it a sturgeon moon? The lunar cycle was first kept or first used as an ancient way of keeping track of the time of year. There are 13 full moons in each lunar cycle, and each moon was given a name to reflect relevant seasonal events in nature. The North American tribes referred to August moons as the sturgeon moon. The sturgeon moon name was prominent around the Great Lakes and Lake Champlain due to the high volume of sturgeon fish. Our ancestors named the monthly moons after natural occurrences, allowing humans to keep track of the seasons and therefore were able to plan for important events. Recognizing the time of year by these seasonal occurrences helped humans survive to plan and prepare for harvest. Is it always called a sturgeon moon? Although the sturgeon moon is the most well-known name for the first full moon of August in North America, there are other names too. The Anglican tribes referred to August's full moon as the full green corn moon or wheat cut moon. The name was to signal that it was almost time to harvest the corn. Other tribes in North America associated the moon with fruits bearing their ripeness. The Cherokee tribe called the full called it full fruit full fruit moon, and the Suez called it the moon when all things ripen. The name came from the fact that fruits had reached their full growth and was the last chance to harvest fruits and berries. In China, August's moon is known as Hungry Ghost Moon, as it coincides with the festival of the same name. On the night of the full moon, it is said that the gates to how open and hungry souls come wandering on earth. Food and gifts and lefts Food and gifts are left for hungry souls, and on the night of the full moon, lanterns are lit. Traditional locust-shaped lanterns would be lit and set free to float across lakes and pools. The idea is that they provide light for the lost souls to return to the afterlife safely. Wow, isn't that interesting? The sturgeon moon represents a time of year when both fruits and fish are at their peak time to harvest. Pretty interesting. Stick around. When we come back, we're going to hear some more interesting things right here at We Live on a Planet. It's not just me rambling and belly churning. It's we can learn things. We'll be right back. Welcome back. All right. We are now at the History Channel's website, history.com. Watch a lot of history channel tv shows uh, i have it on in the background some of it's good some is nonsense i was saying that the other day but we have one here in sports in 1947 the first little league world series champion is crowned i have fond memories of playing grasshoppers which was before little league so you played grasshoppers then little league and then uh you would go on to elementary or excuse me middle school and then high school. And I had a lot of fun playing it. My senior year of high school, I picked it up to play, and I hadn't played in forever. And um, I remember it being just a bad experience. I, I don't know what happened, but I enjoyed playing football at school. I enjoyed cheerleading at school. 
But when I went to play baseball, I just wasn't jiving with my friends. And uh, I had some of those friends later on apologize for the way they were to me at baseball because they just weren't the nicest dudes to me. And they were my friends. And I remember my self-esteem was already low anyways. And um, I hadn't played baseball in so long. And I remember my, I needed to my skills weren't the, as good as theirs and they made it well known i a lot of my friends were athletes in school and so they were good at basketball and all that stuff and i just was kind of average student you know average at sports average at studies and everything the only thing i did was maybe make people laugh some all right what else do we have moving on world war 2 1945 uh, Marciano Garcia becomes the first Mexican national to receive the U.S. Medal of Honor. Nifty. All right, here's one. Roaring Twenties, 1926. Valentino dies. The death of silent screen idol Rudolph Valentino at the age of 31 sends his fans into a serious state of mass mourning. He was only 31. All right. 1989, the year I graduated, speaking of sports and speaking of baseball, Pete Rose gets booted from baseball for betting on baseball. There's still that debate if he should be let into the Hall of Fame. U.S. presidents, and actually this is uh, First Lady in 1840, Dolly Madison, 1814, excuse me, Dolly Madison saves portrait from the British because the British came into the White House and uh, burn it. She was able to save some artwork. Here's one, 1970, art literature and film history. Where were you in 1970? Were you listening to Lou Reed play his last show with the Velvet Underground? Maybe, maybe not. You know Lou Reed. Hey, babe, take a walk on the wild side. Do, 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 do. Okay, I'll stick to podcasting. Art, literature, and film history. 2000, the year 2000, the first Survivor show finale airs. 39-year-old winner Richard Hatch. He wins the season finale and promised a $1 million prize. All right. In the 90s, 1999, New York City Rio reports its first case of West Nile virus. West Nile virus, it's spread with mosquitoes. Mosquitoes are one of the most dangerous creatures on the planet, besides a rhinoceros. 2006, Australian teen escapes after eight years of captivity. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. All right, what else? Civil War. 1861, Confederate spy Rose O'Neill Greenhow is arrested. And that sounds about good. What I like to do when I head on over to the History Channel, if this is your first time here and you're like, whoa, you didn't give me much history, what I do is I just, we skim the fat. We skim the fat, and then uh, if it's anything that interests you, then you can go check it out and open it up yourself. 
Stick around, we'll be right back. Alright, that was us just cruising through this show. Remember, each day is a new chance to be a better version of yourself. Choose to be great today. I'm going to try. That's what I'm going to do my best. I need to work on my self-esteem. I need to work on so many things. Yesterday is gone. Tomorrow I don't know about. All I have is today. And that's what I'm going to try to do is concentrate on today. Make it through the day. And um, do my best to stay curious and not judgmental. That's not always easy, but I'm practicing it the best I can. All right, my friends, please tell a friend about We Live on a Planet. I'm not trying to panhandle, but it's one of the ways that We Live on a Planet gets known by word of mouth. We were heard in over 123 different countries. And uh, it'd be nifty to be heard in 150. Is there 150? I didn't even know there was 123. I learn something new on this show all the time. I hope you learned something today. All right, my friends. Take care. I'll talk to you again real soon. And thank you so much for your support. Peace.